J-Lo. Yeah. How you doing, babes? Um, I feel uh, a little bit more awake now because I uh, took a shower, so I'm feeling good. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. Yes. Norm MacDonald died the other day. I know. I was a big fan. I just found that out before you called. And that I, I was a fan? You, no. Okay. Bubs, pay Sorry. attention. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you did it on pulpit. Um, no, 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 no. I was going to tell you because I didn't know if you knew and I also didn't know if that was true. But apparently it is true. So he died of uh, cancer, having cancer for nine years. And he passed away about two days ago from when we're doing this. <clears throat> um, right. And I've heard interviews with him taken since the time he was diagnosed. And um, When was he diagnosed? Well, he said he, he's had cancer for nine years. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that until uh, two days ago. Yeah. I honestly did not know that until two days ago. Very sad. It is very sad. We just watched, uh, and we're going to talk about that later, but we just watched a, a, a really funny Norm MacDonald movie yesterday. Dirty Work that I saw, I think it came out on a Friday. I want to say, I want to say June 5th, but that doesn't sound right the more I think about it. But yeah. sometime in June of 98, <clears throat> and I think I saw it the following Monday, and I went to see it two more times in the theater. So a total of three times. Yes. Really good movie. And then you saw it last night again. That's right. Four. I stopped paying attention to SNL for a long time after he was fired. I Do didn't you, know he was fired. You know the story? You want me to no. tell you the story about I, him? Yeah, I didn't SNL? know he was fired. So, Norm MacDonald did Weekend Update. Yes, and he for kept, a long time, yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was making fun of O.J. Simpson a lot. Uh -huh. Like, just really going after him. Yeah. The story goes that Don Omeyer, who was a higher-up at NBC, uh -huh. was golfing buddies with OJ. Oh. And he didn't like all the OJ jokes. Oh. So he fired Norm MacDonald in the middle of the season. Wow. And rumor has it that NBC did not take ads for his movie Dirty Work because of that. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Wow. About a year and a half later, uh -huh. they invite Norm MacDonald back to host SNL. Of course. So he comes back, and he's in a lot of sketches, and they have the opening monologue. Yes. So Norm MacDonald comes out, and he does a great one. He's he's like, you know, they fired me like a year and a half ago, and they said that I sucked, yeah. and now I'm hosting this show. Yeah. And he's like, um, I don't think somebody could get that funny in a year and a half where they could go from <laughs> sucking to hosting the show. So I was thinking about it. I was thinking, what happened? And I realized, no, I still really suck. It's just that the quality of the show has gone downhill. <laughs> well, you guys will see tonight when you watch the sketches. But yeah, I, I, I still suck, but the show's gotten a lot worse. <laughs> so that monologue is pretty funny. Okay. Here's the urban legend, which I think Norm MacDonald has confirmed. Yeah. But I could be wrong. The story goes is that he was in most of the sketches that night. Yes. And that he was planning to do the monologue. They had the commercial break. And he was going to take a cab home. Oh, and really? And screw over SNL. Wow. Which would have been amazing and also completely would have destroyed his career. Yes, it would. Yes. I would imagine. <laughs> so he stuck it out, Yes, but okay. apparently he was thinking about doing that up until that Saturday afternoon. Okay. Yeah. 
Until uh, up until a Saturday afternoon where he was about to go on the air. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And it didn't, and it and it turned out it didn't uh, destroy his career after that. No, but he, I right. don't know. I I think he could have been a big movie star had things gone a little bit differently. Yeah. I always thought he was funny. Okay. Yes. I have to say, I mean, I'm I don't know much about Chris Farley either because I didn't watch I didn't watch like a whole lot of SNL to be honest with you. Um, but I thought I thought him and Chris Farley were pretty funny in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the movies did Chris Farley justice for the most part. I think he's really good in dirty work. Yeah. But I'm not a big fan of Tommy Boy or Black Sheep, which are considered his classics. Yeah, Tommy Boy. Uh, I knew someone that I went to school with who was like a huge fan of Tommy Boy. And I thought it was okay, but I didn't, I was not... I was not really into that movie as much as she was. I did like when he did the uh, fat guy in the a little, little coat. Co- that made me laugh. Yes, yes, yes. She she always brings that scene up. She always brings it up. Um, and and she's such a big fan that she got. Um, I think she got the uh, the movie for Christmas because yep. we were exchanging presents. I was like, wow, you really are a fan of the movie if someone's going to give you the movie for a present (laughs) after you've seen it so many times. Uh, She probably didn't have it anyway, but I thought it was kind of funny. He was great on SNL. Yeah. Uh, It's just too bad. Uh, Just too bad that he died so young. Mm -hmm. 33. And I heard, um, speaking of SNL, I heard that in a, um, I think it was the true Hollywood story of Adam Sandler that Chris Farley's death really hit him hard. Like, really, really hard. According to the book, mm-hmm. The Chris Farley Show, uh-huh. Adam Sandler went to the funeral. Yeah. And it was a very dramatic funeral. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, but I heard he really got hit hard when Chris Farley died. It sounded like he, um, it sounded like he was close to him. Or, uh, you know, knew him for quite a time, so. I get the sense that Adam Sandler actually is friends with a lot of the people he knew on SNL. Like, you know how people try to say, oh, I'm friends with this person who are celebrities? Yes. But it feels real when he does it. And it probably comes from... He seems like a really genuine guy. Yeah, I think for me it comes from the fact that he keeps working with those people over and over again. Right. Um, I also heard in the documentary that, you know how in the movie sometimes he... um, He... uh, You know, like on uh, certain movies, he acts like he's a ladies' man or whatever. Okay. Um... I think I think in Billy Madison he might he might have done that I can't remember, um, but I heard that he had some really attractive girlfriends. I think he dated a model for a long time, but he was always like a he was always a, a one woman man, um, and that he really um, he really I I think they said that he um, he had a good uh, family life with his uh, his parents in New Hampshire. Now, who knows? Maybe it's all a facade, and tomorrow we're going to find out that Adam Sandler is the new Bill Cosby. I honestly think that sometimes you have to give you know, people the benefit of the doubt, because it, it could be true, and it, it may not be true, but it sounded true to me. Yes, you interrupted me. But, I know, because you interrupt me, too. Yeah, but you've been interrupting me a lot today. No, I have not. <laughs> I have not. That is not true. Okay. That is not Since true. Since you started recording. That is not but true. But in any event. Not true. As of right now... Adam Sandler seems for as normal of a person as you could be without an amount of fame. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Do you think... Well, let me... How do I want to phrase this? How famous do you think somebody can be and still be normal? I think some people are able to stay grounded and be famous, but then you, you can spot... I honestly think that you can spot uh, the fakers from the genuine people. I'm not sure you can. I think in a lot of cases when it's I think super I obvious, think you <clears throat> hmm? I said I think in a lot of cases when it's super obvious you can. When it's super obvious you can, but um I don't know, Jennifer Lopez is a good example of this because I've brought her up so many times. And I honestly think she's she's fake. Absolutely. But she's an obvious one. Like everybody she's knows ob- that she's she's fake. an obvious one. I I um I also think Britney Spears was fake even even up until now. Um, well, she's she's only in the spotlight now because of uh, her father's conservatorship, which um, he agreed to step down from. But that's a d- different story. Oh, I always thought she was fake. I always thought Christina Aguilera was fake. Um, I've heard Christina Aguilera is really mean in real life. Yeah, I think I heard she's a diva, or she yes. was a diva, or anything. Um, she maybe has been now. Um, but I also heard that there are people that have been thought to be really fake, but are actually really nice people. So I know that's this from a fact because I know someone who met uh, Bob Hudson, who is a who had a who was in a comedy du- duo with um what's the other guy's name Hudson and Landry. He's not that famous though. He is famous. You have to explain who the dude is. With well, Jennifer well, Lopez, well, well, you just well, okay, have to say okay, it. Okay, would you be quiet, please? Go ahead. I was going to, and you interrupted me <laughs> no, again. No, but that's my point, though, babes. <laughs> All you have to say is Jennifer Lopez. You don't have to say Jennifer well, Lopez from well, Living well, Color. Okay, okay, we know, we know. She's super famous. I get it. Go but ahead. So is, so is uh, Bob Hudson. And he may not be famous to you, but he's famous in the comedy world. Babes. Okay. I grew up. Oh, sorry. Listen. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I went with God. I don't even know. I don't need to hear another rant and rave about who you grow up watching. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to get to this Bob Hudson fellow. So, I grew up mm-hmm. not only watching comedies, movies, but I also listened to a lot of stand up comedy albums. Um, I studied interviews with stand-up comedians because I was always interested who influenced them. And I believe this is the first time I've heard the name Bob Hutchins. No, you didn't. I told you about him before. Okay. My point is, you said, (laughs) my point is, babes, my dear, can I speak? (laughs) Okay. I will let you speak. And then you, then you got to actually let me speak this time. You saying that he's not famous to me, but he's a big star in the comedy world. I think that's a little bit misleading. No, it isn't. He is an older comedy person, and he may not be famous to you as far as what comedies you watch, but there are probably some comedy people that you don't even know about. Uh, babes. Listen. I. Are you going to let. talk? No. Hold on. Are you going to let me talk? As soon as I'm done talking. But you talk for like five minutes, and you're interrupting me again. Hold on, real quick, babes. Let me say my piece. You make it sound like I only study comedians who started coming out in the 90s. Yes. My 
influences are deep. I I've I know who the Marx Brothers are. I've seen their movies. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't think this dude is that famous. I mean, okay, okay. First, okay. First off, I don't know a lot of Bob Hudson things. I don't, but okay. I I've heard his name before. Um, he was involved in a lot of, uh, I think a lot of, uh, things on the radio, I believe. But my point being, because I've told you the story before and yes. I'm going to tell it again because somebody wasn't paying attention. I was. What, what, what I, <clears throat> my point being is that my friend didn't know what he was going to think about Bob Hudson because he thought, oh, maybe Bob Hudson's really stuck up. Turns out he was actually a really nice guy. Um, there was another guy named Tom Clay, who I don't know much about either. I, I think I have like a couple of his songs. Uh, and he writes songs about, you know, spending time with people you love and what have you. But he's a total jerk in real life. He was a total, total jerk in real life. Mm. And my point is that he, there's two really good examples of, uh, a person that you wouldn't think was genuine, but was really genuine. And another person who you would think was genuine, but is a, is, is just horrible. And, um, and I, he, another person he also met was a Dr. Demento, who he said was really nice. Nice. Now I do know who Dr. Demento is. Yes. But this Bob Hudson fellow. Well, I would challenge you to do a little bit of research on this guy before, uh, uh, before getting on my case, uh, of telling you for telling you about somebody that you don't think is very famous. Yes, I, I hear you what you're saying. Yes, you should. But I know that world Yet, fairly well. Yes, you should. Okay, Before you uh, jump my case again. Oh, I have. I'm not going to say I haven't met any celebrities because we know now that that's not the case. Yes. But um, I've never met Alan Jackson. Right. Once. I went to Salt Lake City, Utah with somebody who, whose family um, kind of threw concerts. And I don't want to get too specific here. I think I know who it is. Okay. Right. Yeah. But I asked him, well, who's the nicest person who's ever, who, who does your family think is the nicest person who's ever performed at one of their concerts? And who was the meanest? And he said, uh, Def Leppard was the nicest, were the, like the nicest people. Wow. And Alan Jackson was a complete dick. Wouldn't look, wouldn't look at anybody. Didn't want anybody to look at him. Was really mean behind the uh, stage. But could your friend be saying that because he thought he was an um he thought he was real a real jerk, or could he be saying that because because he really was? Well, I mean, it's his perspective, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that plays into it. But I, you know, I I think he he's telling me what he believes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've heard the same thing from someone who I used to be friends with who said that he met um Amy Grant's cousin and she was saying that she was a horrible person. Now, that could have been because only she thought she was horrible or that she really was a horrible person. So, I don't know. I I kind of I want to give people the benefit of the doubt and not just go with whoever not that your friend is lying. I'm just saying that um I honestly, I like to give people the, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt before jumping, jumping to conclusions. I've met a few people who've said that Def Leppard, the band is like really, really nice. Uh-huh. So it's, it isn't just this guy. Yeah, now, yeah. Alan Jackson was, I, I only know about him from the dude who told me that he was 
me. How okay, my question is how was your family was your family was not your family but your friend's family were they uh was one of them like a concert promoter or they did local concerts and i don't want to say too much because i don't think this person wants their business out here no no, i understand but they did uh local concerts okay yes in in their town yes all right okay that's all i wanted to know and that's where they met alan jackson okay who is apparently a vomitous human being yes well well, he. I like that word vomitous. I'm not sure I use it in the correct context, but we're going to. I never heard that. vomitous. I've heard uh, repulsive. Uh, I heard revolting. Nice. But not vomitous. See, uh, this is why I'm here, babes. I help educate you. You just added a new word to your vocabulary. Ugh. But irregardless of that, JLo. Irregardless isn't really a word, but. Alana hates it when I say irregardless. It's annoying. Regardless is a word. We checked with Miss A and she backed me up. Remember? Yeah, that? but. Uh, yeah, but she'll say anything. It's a it's a robot. Well, she agrees with me, babes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what else he told me? What? When you were in the shower? What's that? Say you owe me a kiss. Ah! Yeah. No! Oh, whoa. Well, you say sorry for interrupting me, bubs. You interrupted me, too, but I'm no, sorry. No, I, di- I did not. Yes, but I love I- you. I did. Okay. All right, I'm sorry, babe. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't believe you. Give me a kiss. I don't believe you. Well, I don't believe you, but give me a kiss. Ah. Uh, give me a kiss. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> we have a uh, little fight to make up. We do right here, and and it's and you know um our our fights have never been super explosive. No, there's never been a situation where one of us runs out the room or we start throwing dishes at each other. No, 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 no. We're not like that. No, no, no. no. Those we, we never, we never had a uh, knock, uh, knockout, drag down fight. Yeah, those people need to break up. Those people need some anger management. Yeah, our fights are a little bit more playful. Um, well, we, we we haven't really gotten to like a really huge. You just interrupted me. I was gonna. I didn't finish my thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, really quick. We haven't gotten into a situation where one of us decides not to talk to the other one for a week. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, go on now. I'm well, sorry. you you kind of made the point I was gonna make. So. Oh. Yes. Oh well. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Shall we? I. That's okay, babes. I came over yesterday afternoon. Which normally it doesn't happen. Uh, but uh, would you like to talk about what happened? Let's just say I had a meeting. And it went fairly well. It was in this area. So the person was gracious enough to give me a ride to your place. That was really nice. Yeah. I'd like to thank her one day. And then we ordered Panda Express. And I'm thinking, oh, this is Lon Lon's idea. She's going to pay. And she's like, oh, Bob, you you got to pick up your cowboy can. I'm like, ah. No, it's fine. Okay. It's just fun to, you know. <laughs> well, I got to pay for it this time because she didn't want to. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm thinking I'm getting a free meal. And- Can I, um... It, with your permission, please. What's up? Can I talk a little bit about because you you told me some things about this person that I thought was very interesting. I'm not going to say your name. I would prefer you didn't, and here's why: if you tell those details, oh yeah, it would give away who. It is. So let's just okay, say okay. this. Okay. Alana had seen this person before perform before, and. Alana was um, maybe unknowingly a fan of this person's father's work. Unknowingly. Well, in the sense that this her father did voiceover. Yes. And Alana knew, 
when I said the name who her father was. Yes, I, I'm not going to say anything yeah, more. I, for, I, you know, I'm uptight about saying names and stuff. I won't. Yes, thank you, babes. I won't. I, I, that's why I was asking you. But I, I appreciate that, babes. Yeah, and I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, because, yeah, yeah, I just met this person. I didn't want to say anything. I just, yeah, and I'm also not one of, like, I'll talk to you about it, but... I know people in the industry yeah. who brag about every single person they meet with any kind of power or, or any kind of success. Or I just thought of something. Oh, you interrupted me, but keep going. I'm sorry, but you did the same thing, bubs. You're not. What were you, you going to say? Oh. Okay, you finish your thought. Okay. And they always have to mention, I had a meeting with so-and-so. <laughs> and, oh, you know who they are. Um, And I get that once in a while. It's kind of cool. But when it happens all the time, it's like, come on. Okay. Um, what about the people who claim to have been in this industry, or they've, um, they've they they drop names like at the drop of a hat, and it's like, oh, I met this person here. I met this person there. I met this person. Uh, buying underwear. Buying underwear, or on a plane, or on a train, or in an automobile. Yes. Um, and I'm like, okay, it was cool once, but really. I was about to relate an anecdote, but then I realized I pick on this person a lot and I'm trying not to. Oh, I'm not saying their name. So you know what I'll just say. Okay. Um, and for the record, before I tell the story, I want to state here that I need to stop talking about this person. <laughs> Only because it's it's time for me to move on. Right, uh -huh. not not anything to do with them, uh -huh. but at some point it's like I've got to move on. Uh -huh. Okay, uh -huh. but I was hanging out with some friends in Boulder mm -hmm. one night, mm -hmm. and we were talking about rap music. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I'm very well versed in hip hop music, and uh, me not so much. <laughs> yes, but I, I can I can literally I could talk for several hours about rap music. Yes. Um, in fact, I'd be wanting to give you a lecture sometime. Oh, jeez. But in any event, we're talking about rap music. And my friend at the time casually says, well, you know, I did yoga with uh, this guy, Russell Simmons, recently. Oh, that one. Yes. Yes. I thought I was thinking of somebody else. But, yes. I okay, that one. Really? Uh, and I was like, Wow. <laughs> If I ever did yoga with Russell Simmons, if I was ever in the same room with Russell Simmons, whether yeah. we're doing yoga or not, yes. you may never hear the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Never hear the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get that he had his issues. And yes, yes. He's canceled now. Yeah. But I can love the man's work and maybe yeah. take issue with his personal life, but still uh -huh. respect him for the work he did. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And... and also, he, him and Nelson George yeah. wrote a really great memoir. I think it's called Love, Sex, and Death, if I remember right. Did you I re read that one? I, yes. I read it in 2003, though. Mm. That's how long ago it was. But I think that's the title. Sex, Love, and Death, or Love, Sex, and Death. Something like that. It's something really like amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Yes, yes, yes. And Death Poetry Jam. and Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you watched that poetry jam, right? Um, I may have. I don't even remember. We got to add that to the growing list of shows. I I may have. Yes. I, it's possible I did. What did? Where was that? Where was that broadcasted on? Was HBO. That, oh, 
No, no, I didn't. I didn't watch a lot of HBO. I watched a lot of HBO for the movies that were playing like 24 hours, but I didn't watch a lot of it after that. Yeah, I there was a period of time where I was a little bit obsessed with Deaf Poetry Jam. And I had somebody in my life who him and I would collaborate on different projects. Yeah. We did this poem poem together called Dualities in Kona, Hawaii that got fairly popular. Wow. And you know how I am. I don't like to write off of the success of one poem. Uh-huh. But people kept asking us to perform it at events. Did, did he write it? We wrote it together. Oh, cool. This was my friend who taught me how to memorize. That so. is pretty cool. And we tried to get, we were talking about trying to get on Deaf Poetry Jam, but it never came together. Wow. Yes. So do they have people on uh, that are just lay people on Deaf Poetry Jam? Or did they have like uh, rappers and whatnot? It's a mix. A mix. Um, and sometimes it gets a little bit too like, oh, this is Russell Simmons' friend. And that's how they got the book. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Caroline Kennedy Schlossberg. Yes. She was on the show, and I was kind of like... Was she really? Yeah. You're on the show because you know Russell Simmons. Come on. <laughs> Caroline Kennedy L- Nobody thinks you're a great poem, poet, so l- let's let's. Just nobody or you don't think she's a great poet? I'll play you the tape if you want. No, I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just asking because, you know, you say stuff like, well, nobody cares. This is supposed to be a show that represents urban culture and people who have struggled in life and Caroline Kennedy Sloshberg, I think is worth something like $500 million. Yeah. And has to the best of my knowledge has never struggled to get a meal. No, she's not married to Ted Kennedy. She's was the daughter of John Kennedy. I'm sorry. The daughter of John Kennedy. Yeah. 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 You had an affair with Ted Kennedy. Am I I correct? No, I should. This is before. Okay, first off, let me just clear the air because I know this person wants to uh, (laughs) fabricate a story here. I may have had that a little bit wrong. Keep going. Yes, you you were wrong. I was nine years old. This is when I went to D.C. for the first time because I was a part of this thing called the Very Special Arts Festival. You like some young. Stop it. All right, keep going. Which, okay, okay, okay. You are going to get it. You are going to. No, you know, you can keep it. Keep it. It's, sorry, I interrupted you. The nice, Bubba. The nice. All right, thanks. Um, I was nine years old, and I think I did a performance. I think it was a day. It might have been the night of my performance, or it was another night. I forgot what it was. But I got to shake uh, Ted F. Kennedy's hand. And, of course, I didn't know much about politics because I was only nine years old, and that was my first trip to D.C. But I thought, oh, wow, I actually met... Senator Ted F. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Who he, I found out later was uh, a murderer. Yep. He invited you to Chappaquiddick. No, he didn't. Okay. He didn't invite me to uh, Chappaquiddick. Well, good. Hyannisport. I'm glad that that... <laughs> Although happened. they sound like really nice places, but... Uh, they do. It's You see, this is where we can get into appreciating the person's politics and also thinking that Ted Kennedy was a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. And then how do you reconcile those things? Because he did some really good stuff as far as politics. Because I'm I'm a lefty. And I don't agree. I, I, I'm also not one of those people who lionizes the Kennedys. Uh-huh. But they I, did some good stuff. And he should have been in jail for murdering somebody. He should have been. He, he should have been. Uh, yes. Yeah, because he just left her there. 
And not only that, but I believe he wrote the police report the next day. Oh, yeah. He should have been arrested. Yeah, he should have been in jail for murder. Yeah, and I, and I remember seeing his funeral. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing, like, a clip of his funeral. And I did. this is, like, before I found out, I was finding out more about um, Mary Jo Kopechny. And that she was just left there and and um, the Kennedys were covering, up, were covering it up. Well, I don't know if it was the Kennedys as far well, as far as it was just Ted Kennedy. Well, Chappaquiddick, Chappaquiddick was about that. I, I did not see the movie, but but Chappaquiddick, I heard, is supposed to be really good. Okay. Yeah. But okay, yes, he should have been in jail for the rest of his life, mm. and he did some good things because he wasn't in prison. Now, um, I don't know how much you know about Robert Kennedy. But I've heard interviews. I've heard interviews with Robert Kennedy, and I don't know if it's Parkinson's or, but 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 he has. Um, I noticed that there's something going on with his voice. Oh, you're thinking of Robert Kennedy Jr. Yes, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yes, yeah. and I don't know if he has Parkinson's or uh, what have you. But um, I've heard interviews with him, and um, he seems like a pretty smart guy. Yeah, he is. But I don't know what what happened with him. He he must have gotten sick or something. Have you have you uh you know you know what I'm talking about? I right? do know what you're talking about and honestly, while I respect the Kennedys, I don't go deep with them because I look at it like people I don't like that. I don't like when people go deep with families. Like we were talking the other day about, or no, it was this morning, about how I was not a fan of all the coverage of Princess Diana when she died. And I don't know much about their family either. You just interrupted me. I'm sorry. And so I'm not one of these people who feels like I need to know every single thing about the Kennedys. So I I know the surface stuff, but I can't tell you Robert Kennedy's, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s personal medical history. I, I, I wasn't expecting you to. I just Uh-oh. thought maybe we could talk about it. And I'm going to see if I can get the reports and we'll read his doctor reports here next time. I don't need doctor reports. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. It's just concerning. Every time I hear somebody um, have a hard time with their voice, I'm just, I, you know, I'm just like, oh, wow, is he is he really sick? Or Why don't you reach out to him? No, I don't need to reach out to him. I'm just I, I could find out another way. It's fine. Yeah, but no, seriously, why don't you try to find his email and ask him? I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> I have another way. an ex-friend of mine. Okay. And this person was a big fan of the TV show MASH. I never oh. got into it. Okay. But I know that it's beloved by many, many people. And he told me, this was when we were much younger, that he emailed Alan Alda, and Alan Alda actually got back to him. Wow. Yeah. How was he able to do that? He just emailed him. He found his email address. That's a little... Online. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. This is in the early 2000s? No, this was even earlier than that. I want to say this was like 99. Wow. Yeah. And, and I know that people were starting to use the um, email more. Well, Alan Alda is really into science, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. And oh. computers and technology, apparently. What question did he ask him? I forget. It was some science question. Oh, wow. And Alan Alda returned his email. So maybe you cool. should reach out to Robert Kennedy Jr. Mm. I don't know if I want to go that far. Oh. I just want to find out what was reported. and I mean, it's not going to ruin my life if I don't. I just, I'm just curious. Yeah. 
But you never know. You might strike up a good correspondence with him. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. Wouldn't it be weird, babes, if yes. you become friends with Robert Kennedy Jr., he comes to town and we invite him over for dinner? <laughs> and then you get two libs for the price of one. Oh. I'm having my regular wakeover and a Kennedy okay. Oh. No, he actually seems like a genuinely smart and um, he seems like a nice guy. Mm -hmm. Yes. It doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy that you wouldn't be able to talk to if you were on the other side. That's good. That's what it, I mean, I don't, I, he answered, I don't think I've heard an interview with him talking about, it might have been politics or policies, I forgot what it was, but I did enjoy, I did enjoy hearing what he had to say. Well, here's uh, here's where we, here's where we get into an interesting issue. Yeah. That I actually think that Republicans are better than Democrats. Really? Well, hold on. Here's the issue. All right. I think you should be able to talk to the other side without completely caving in. Uh-huh. And I think when we talk about Democrats having an open communication with Republicans, yeah. it usually ends with Democrats completely folding to whatever the Republicans want. Um, what? Yes. So it's I like, I don't know about that, but I, I, I disagree with most of the policies that uh, Republicans push, but I, for real, uh, I admire the fact that they can stand their ground when I feel that most Democrats just give up easily. Oh, I see. Oh, see. Okay. Okay. But there are some that, um, now I will say something complimentary to democrats go ahead and that's the only thing i'll say but i'll say this um they are very and i'm talking about the really really far left democrats the ones that i don't really care for and the ones that are my, my type of people no i mean i mean radical democrats not not the ones that you you know necessarily not aoc or bernie yes aoc or bernie um oh. i'm including them too um Here's the thing, though, and and this is something I would uh, criticize Republicans generally, because there are some that are are not um, are not standing their ground as far as um, as far as policies go. The Democrats are very very good at um, gathering around each other. And forming um, alliances, if that makes any sense. I um, hear you. I, I wasn't finished. Um, forming alliances and actually um, keeping to their policies when some Republicans are standing their ground and others are not. Mm. And even Republicans are coming out and saying, you know what? I'm, I'm resigning from the Republican Party. Because there are Republicans in this party that are not standing their ground on issues that they that the Republican Party believes in, and um, there are some Republicans that are criticizing other Republicans. That's good. Which I think it's great because I really am disappointed with um, much of the establishment Republicans. In fact, I, I don't like them because they say they're going to do something, but they don't do it. And I'm glad that there are Republicans that are actually saying. Why would you why would you call yourself a Republican if you can't even stand for this? Yes. So I will say that the Democrats are really good about that. A lot of them are solid. I have another issue with uh my future ex-wife. 
She's not your future ex-wife. We haven't been married yet, babes. Oh, why would you want to marry a Karen? She's not a Karen. She is a Karen. She's a Karen a lot. She's a Karen. No, no, no. No, a Karen. Okay, go on, go on. I, um, we, we might not even get married because of this. Yeah. Oh, by the way, she was recently, um... You keep interrupting me, babe. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. She goes to this Met Gala. Yeah. With a dress that says, tax the rich. Which, I believe with that. I believe that. We should tax the rich more. Because most of them, for real, don't pay their fair share. Well, I have, I I have a very, very... I I disagree with that, and I'm going to explain to you why. Bubs! All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, and the Met Gala tickets are something like thirty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, what does that tell you about AOC? <laughs> she can afford to go to a Met Gala event, yes, and have a dress that says "Tax the Rich." <laughs> now, I've been conflicted about this the last couple of days. My feelings are still evolving, but. It it seems like a it's it seems like a distraction to from talking about real issues. I don't know. I mean, it, if you go to a place and yeah. you have to pay thirty five thousand dollars to get yeah. in there, yes, chances are you're not that interested in taxing the rich. Well, here's the thing, though: the people that are saying tax the rich, they're the ones that are the that are richer than um, your. Um, r- richer than those, um, your average layperson. So, I personally think that they need to be taxed. I'm not not taxed, but um, if they're going to say that they're gonna, if they're going to say tax the rich, then why are they not? Why are they not getting taxes? I never thought taxes were good anyway. Um, well, and I also think that. Yes, that that's that's always been their that's always been their thing is to tax the rich, but unfortunately, someone, um, uh, I I just don't think that taxing anybody is going to help. And and some uh, hold on, All right. I know that you like to, I know, I know. Don't hit me like with that mind. pillow. I could die. Yeah. All right. Um. I don't really want to go down this taxing, uh, no taxing rabbit hole, but um, yeah, I think it's ridiculous too about the thirty-five thousand dollars. And by the way, she was also caught um, maskless. She also posed for a picture maskless again. Oh, a a new one. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You think that she would have learned her lesson after the first one, which was she did not come off looking good in that at all. Uh, she's not looking good at all, bubs. I'm telling you, babes. I think the wedding's going to be off soon. There, there will be no wedding because she doesn't even know that you're alive. I always had this fantasy, though, that I'd meet her somewhere, maybe at a party, and I'd say something that made her laugh, and then she'd be like, "You know what? Who's that really hot uh, white dude? <laughs> um, maybe I should spend some more time with him." And then we talk about politics, and then one thing would lead to another, and uh, we'd be getting married, but. And then we could get divorced. But she'd pop out a couple of kids so I could live off the uh, child support. Oh, really? Yes, but I don't think that's going to happen now. It's not looking good for Miss AOC and us. Well, she won't even want to have kids because she she still thinks that the world's going to end in 12 years. So. Oh. 
So you're 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 uh you're out of luck there, Bob. Well, you might be right about that. So let's talk about no taxes. No, we're not going to talk about it at all. <laughs> we're... No, we're not going to talk about the tax thing at all because I don't really I really don't want to go down a rabbit hole here. All right, so I'm just going to say my quick piece. Oh no! Really quick. No, I'll... I'll never hear the end of it. No, no, no. Ugh. Just let me say my piece, and I'll make this quick. I have issues with taxes because I think our military is too big and we spend too much money on it. But I also like the fact that we have roads. I um, I like the fact that we have a healthcare system, even though I think it should be more expansive. Um, I like the fact that there's social security. We have low income housing in this country. And so should we change the way taxes are done? Should we maybe give a little bit less money to some uh Things that we use taxes for, absolutely. I think there should but, absolutely be tax cuts. Yes. But you so you okay? I thought you meant that you thought there should be no taxes. Well, okay. What I mean, what I meant to say that I don't think that I I I think for certain things there should be no taxes. Oh, well, could you elaborate? Well, I mean, there are some things like 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 um, I heard that property taxes are pretty crazy but you do know that i know it could vary from state to state but a lot of property taxes goes to funding schools true but i also think that um public schools are going downhill and i think that um now that uh, children are being pulled out of schools i think they i think right now they 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 need to be defunded but that's another that's another uh that's another thing i don't really want to get on um but i i mean like the whole okay, so um, I'm not prepared. Okay, <laughs> how about this? Maybe we revisit the subject. Yeah, I'm revisit. not prepared right now. I'm sorry. And I, and it's more public schools are going downhill, but a lot of it has to do. You're not going to like this with George W. Bush, and and some Republicans. And, no, it has nothing to do with that. Well, There's, there are other issues that are at stake that that the reason why his public schools are going. I, I didn't say all of it, but a lot of it does have to do with that because he helped push voucher programs, which sound like a great idea in theory for school choice. Yes, I thought that's a great idea. Well, in theory, it sounds like a great idea. And, well, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. You don't think that parents should be able to choose the schools that their kids go to? I absolutely do, but that's that's why I said in theory it sounds like a great idea. Now the execution isn't necessarily the best. Oh my! All right. But we could go through this another time if you want. Yeah, because, because I'm, like I'm not I'm not really prepared with the tax thing because I just lost my thought. So okay. <laughs> I, I yeah I'm still kind of learning about the tax thing. Um, Honestly, because there are things in politics that I still need to to read up on. Would Babes. You? Yes. I don't want to sound like a broken record, uh-huh. but, I, but I'm going to. Uh-huh. When are we going to do another news exchange? I really, I really don't know. I, um, the one thing I, I, I just, I don't know yet. I'm sorry. Do you, did you know that Tucker Carlson on tape says that he lies and that came out this week? From where? Uh, he was doing an interview with Dave Rubin, and he says that he lies. Really? Yes. Are you Are you sure that I that's... can play you the clip? I don't need to know the clip. I just want to know. Are you sure that? I mean, and who reported this, by the way? Tyt, but they played it. 
They yeah, but TYT the... are secularists, all right? Of course we're going to spin it their way. But they played the clip of it. Uh -huh. It wasn't just they said, oh, Tucker Carlson says that he lies. Yeah, but they, they, and then uh, they move on. They yeah, actually but... played the, the, the full clip of it. Okay. Or the clip of it. I don't know about that, Bob. Yes. So I could play that could have been taken out of... I mean, I'm very, very skeptical about any leftist media source because they always like to... They they always like to spin the propaganda their way. I have issues way. with TYT. And, um, and, and propaganda isn't... A prop. I mean, I th I honestly think that there is a way to spot propaganda when when people are using fear. Somebody else is the enemy, and it's one either one set of people or one person. Uh, I just I'm just very very skeptical of any leftist media sources. Well, I think you should be skeptical of all media sources, not just on the left. Um, now, should you include the left in that, even sources that I like? Absolutely. But don't just say the left is saying it, that it's wrong. Question all media sources. But but there are some media sources that people aren't even talking about because they don't want to venture out and look for things that are actually giving the whole story. And there are some good media sources, whether or not, um, whether or not you uh, are on the left or the right, because there are some that will actually tell the actual story. Yes, but, but even with them, you should be skeptical. I don't I don't agree, Bub. You should always question your sources. Always. Now, now I do... I like, do. Unless it's me. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, go ahead. That was human. Okay, issue. okay. All right, no, no, can keep we, going. Can we get off of media and politics? No. And Tucker Carlson is a kind of dangerous... Hey, 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 hey. All right, all right, all right. Let's get off of politics, babes. Okay. J-Lo. Yes, after this, yeah, I'm going to show you the boys. Maybe one or two episodes. How how are you feeling about this? I am uh, <laughs> I am a little bit trepidatious, just because there are things that you showed me before. Not everything, mm -hmm. but there are things that you showed me before that I was like, I don't like it. Um, but I'm I'm going to give it a chance. Um, uh. Uh, some of these people sound actually interesting, so I, I guess we'll see. And, I don't, and I'm not really an HBO fan either. Well, I mean, not HBO, but um, Amazon. Amazon Prime uh, watcher anyway. I don't think that you're going to like the episodes that I show you today. <laughs> but no, here's the thing. <laughs> it's one of those shows every episode feeds into the overall story. Yeah. And I, everybody I know who I've talked to about the boys loves the show. There's no exception in my social circle. Some people think that the show takes a few episodes to get into. I think it starts off great and just gets better. Okay. Most people will tell you, though, the ones who think that it starts off a little bit slow, yeah. the episode that flips it is the airplane episode, which I think is episode four. Okay. Yes. Right. So I'm not expecting you to like the first two episodes, but it'll help set up the rest of the series. In fact, I think there's a chance you might really hate the first two episodes. But it's like inoculation, not for not for COVID, but for other stuff. We're doing this so you can enjoy life even more when we get to the good stuff. Oh, yes, what good stuff? There's gonna, babes. When you see the airplane episode, mm -hmm. especially the way it ends, you're gonna go. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you about that. Ah, I don't want to say anything. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, you were like, okay. Well, I mean, I was a little bit trepidatious about DS9 too because I'm not a Trek. I'm not a Trekkie. Mm -hmm. 
like you are. Um, you, you're like a big Star Trek fan, and I'm just like, no, Star Trek, okay, whatever. Uh -oh. I'll watch a few episodes here and there, yes. and then I'll stop again, yes. you know. But, um, but you were right about DS9, so I don't know, maybe you're right about the boys. I think I am. Okay. Yes. I was also right about a movie called Dirty Work. Oh my goodness, I have to say that was probably one of the funniest movies I've seen with uh, Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald and the great Artie Lang. You know what's crazy, babes? <laughs> yes, he was funny in that too. Um, obviously, I'm I'm a Howard fan, so I'm uh, I'm a huge Artie Lang fan. Yes. When I found out that Norm MacDonald died this week, yeah, there was a big part of me that thought I I always thought that Artie would die first. Oh, oh, why is he not that healthy? Well, there's that. There's also like his issues with heroin and oh wow, you know. Um, and, and cocaine and all that stuff. I just always thought that he would pass away first. Did he, um, go to rehab? Yeah, he's been to rehab. He's broken out of rehab. Wow. Um. I can imagine what that's doing to somebody's organs. Yeah, last night after we kind of said goodnight for the evening, I re-listened to the pig story for, about his time on Mad TV. And the, was, the pig story? Yeah, so, um. I, uh, oh, I, I don't remember... So I didn't watch a lot of Mad TV. I watched yeah. uh, a little bit. Yeah. And I didn't realize that Artie Lang was on the on the show. Yeah, I mean, he got kicked off of it. But he told the pig story about, like, when he, he was, there was a sketch called, a sketch called Babe Watch. Uh-huh. And he played this lifeguard who was dressed as a giant pig. Oh, okay. But he was addicted to cocaine at the time. Yeah. So he, like, left the set to go get cocaine. Uh oh I think that's an emergency thing. No, it's not. It's not. Oh, that was your mom calling. But anyways. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll check it later. Yes, you love your mom. I do. I just talked to her yesterday. Uh oh. Uh, and which is uh, something I'm not going to discuss here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now that this is off, tell me what happened. No, no, no. I'm joking. Sorry, babes. But in any event, that's a story for another time. Do you want me to give the overview of dirty work? Yes. All right. I'll make it kind of quick. Okay. Uh. Your man, Norm MacDonald, plays Mitch Weaver. Mitch Weaver, who is not really doing a lot with life. But we start with a flashback when he was a little kid and he, there was a bully. Mm -hmm. So he stole his best friend's dad's guns. And his best friend, <laughs> Sam, who's played by Artie Lang, is <laughs> They place these guns in, in the bully's, bully's desk. Yes, and and I remember when Norm Macdonald's like, "Don't worry," because I thought it was good. They were going to shoot, yeah, you know, themselves or whatever. <laughs> and it's like we put the and and then you see them put the the guns in the bully's desk. You see the bully being taken out by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That sounds like something you would do. <laughs> Thank you, babes. Yes. Uh, no, I never did that. I'm just kidding. But I never had access to guns like that. I'm just kidding. No, 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 I'm saying like that, that something, it sounds like something that like a prank you would play on somebody that was really annoying you and you would put, um, did I tell you babes <laughs> about this prank I wanted to do in LA? This is so wrong. To who? Uh, maybe I shouldn't say. Okay. 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 I don't know if I should say. Well, why don't, why don't, why don't we tell the movie? You talk about the movie first, then we, we'll get back to that. Okay. <laughs> Now he's a pizza delivery man. He's a little bit older, and he's not good at his job. So yeah, Mitch <laughs> gets fired. Yeah. He's dating, I think, the niece of the owner of the pizza shop. 
Yes. She kicks him out. So he moves in with Sam <clears throat> and Sam's dad, Pops. Yes. Okay. I don't want to give everything about this movie away, but at yeah. one point, Pops has a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Goes into the hospital. Mitch finds out that Pops is his real dad. Mm -hmm. But he's not supposed to tell Sam. The doctor is played by Chevy Chase. Yes. Who is addicted to gambling. <laughs> it's so bad that he saw Rocky... Three, yeah, and bet against Rocky. And the <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yes. Now, <laughs> the doctor can save Pops, but he needs something like fifty thousand. Fifty thousand dollars. Yep. Mm -hmm. So they have to come up with something. They try working these jobs. At one point, they're uh, like ushers for this, you know, highfalutin place. Yes. And the staff basically pays them money to get revenge on their boss. Mm -hmm. And they realize, well, why don't we start a revenge for hire business? Uh, Norm MacDonald had met this lady at a bar and thought she was pretty cool. Finds her again and discovers that she's working for a jerk who runs... Oh, Kathy, right? Yep, uh, our Mildred. Or Kathy. That, that was Kathy because he didn't yes. know that her name was Mildred. Yes, you don't know to me again. <gasps> She's working for a car company, and they're going to do a live commercial on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Norm MacDonald hires these hookers to hide in the trunk. <laughs> when they're on live TV, he goes around opening all the trunks and saying, hey, there's a dead hooker in this trunk. There's a dead hooker in, in this trunk. trunk. If you want revenge, contact us. <laughs> they start getting It was business. called Dirty Work, right? Yes. Okay. This one to me again. I think I'm going to call this episode I'm Not Finished. <laughs> you interrupted me too. Oh, okay, babes. In any event, they're doing their events, but they can't raise enough money for Pops. I think they raised like $500 and yep. it cost 50 grand. Mm -hmm. This rich guy named Travis Cole hires him, hires them to condemn this building. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that Kathy's <laughs> grandmother lives there, and Mitch is convinced that the grandmother is running a prostitution ring out of the <laughs> They get the building condemned. <laughs> Find out that Travis Cole not only doesn't own the building, <coughs> but is refusing to pay them the $50,000. Uh -huh. So, Norm MacDonald is sleeping in his car one night, and he does this thing in the movie where he'll do, like, these notes to himself. <laughs> like, a bearded lady says, hey, have you ever slept with a, a, a woman with a beard before? And he's like, no, I can't say that I have, bearded lady. And she you says, haven't lived. You haven't lived. Then he's like, notes, notes to self. I, I don't, don't want to live. <laughs> so, he's hanging out in his vehicle, <coughs> realizes that he had his recorder on and recorded Travis Cole saying what the deal was. Yeah. Okay. He basically sabotages this presentation of Don Giovanni. Don Giovanni. And plays the tape. <laughs> At first it starts off with, note to self, get cream for ass because I have a giant wart on my ass. And he did that, he uh, put that on the PA system because, um, because, uh, uh, Travis Cool, I think, uh, broke his tape. Yes. Like, oh, don't worry, I got a copy on the PA system. Uh -huh. Like, oh, it's past that. Travis Cole gets arrested. They get the money. The dad is saved. And the doctor is still killed by his bookie. And that's the end of the movie. 
Oh, I had to. I can't. I forgot to. We you forgot to mention something. Go ahead. I so, left a lot of stuff out. So, uh, just really quick, because I thought it was a really funny scene where um, they find out that the grandma had a sewing group, not okay. a not a prostitution ring. <laughs> <laughs> a sewing group. Oh, that's so funny. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> as far as like believability, this film is not believable. Right. No, but it's funny. Yeah, this film, <laughs> you can't really believe these characters, but it's a fun movie. It, it, it It's one of these movies that works really well in despite of itself. But wait a in minute. Spite of itself. Wait a minute, though. What's up? Aren't you the person that says, well, I have to believe it in their universe? I do. So I don't understand what, you know, why is this movie so different? That's a really good question. Thank you. I try to ask good questions. Yes. I don't believe this movie, but it still makes me laugh. It works. It works for for whatever reason. But then there are times where you have said that, you know, like when we watched um, uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yeah. There were things that we both didn't understand, but you said, but it worked. So the rule of thumb is... For you. (laughs) Well, it should be for everybody. Uh I have to believe in the, the movie that I'm watching. Even though I know it's fiction, I have to believe it's real when I'm watching. Which it, doesn't make any sense to me. It makes complete sense. Okay. I don't believe this story at all in Dirty Work. <laughs> None of it is is even remotely believable. No. And yet, it still works for some strange reason. Okay. Yeah. I believe nothing about this movie, <laughs> and it's still a lot of fun. That's why I'm. That's why I was asking you. Aren't you the same person who said yes. I have to believe? What's going on in their universe? Absolutely. Even though it's not real, and we're just watching a movie. Absolutely. I'm not so uh, obsessed with that. That's the rule of thumb for you. This movie breaks that rule and still works. Real, real, uh, real. That that that's Rick's rule of thumb. Not everybody's rule of thumb. Like, I never. When I'm watching Norm Macdonald, I always know in this movie that I'm watching him. Okay. And not the character, if okay. that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, it's not, oh, Norm MacDonald, but he's playing a character. It's No, no it's for me, I'm watching Norm MacDonald. Okay. Yes. Because, because Norm MacDonald is, is always that way. Yeah, he's he's always dry. He's not a great actor in this movie, but yeah. it's still really fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if we could really do character analysis. No, I don't think so. But it, I, I, thought our, I thought Artie Lang was funny, too. Yeah. <clears throat> did, yeah. You, did you think um, that the, did you think the comedy was great? I thought it was. Oh, the comedy's great. That's the reason this movie's so good. If, if this movie wasn't funny, it would just be a really bad movie. <laughs> but it's super funny. Now, when we watched um, <laughs> Noises Off. Yes. I don't know how you thought if you believed every, you know, but it was it was hilarious. I did. I believe that movie. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because that's a different kind of funny. Yes. And that was really funny. By the way, watch Noises Off. Really good. Talked about. Really good. Really good movie. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Would you recommend Dirty Work to anybody? I would. I would. I think that if, uh, I think my pitch would be, if you're thinking about seeking revenge on people, watch how bad it would go. Nice. <laughs> it could go really bad. Watch Dirty Work. Hey, that's a dead hooker. I've not, I know. I <laughs> know. I've never seen so many dead hookers before in my life. And then the guy in the audience is like, I have. I have. <laughs> I heard that one. And then um, 
Chris Farley goes there and he's like, that's the whore who bit my nose off. Oh, that was funny. Can yeah. I mention his part? Go ahead. Where um, he ends up marrying the yes. girl. And then they get, and then um, they're like, and he's telling her, come on, we have to go. And, or I think she said, come on, we have to go now. Yeah. And then they get in the car and she bites off his nose again because yeah. he, he just got it fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she was funny too. <laughs> I am not a Bob Saget fan. Uh, you know, I did watch a lot of Full House, but I always thought he was a really, really corny person. I didn't. I don't like his jokes at all. It's even more than that because the rap on him was he was this dirty comedian who got a role on a family TV show, mm-hmm. and that he's extremely funny and dirty. Yeah. So I watched a comedy special that he put out maybe 15 years ago, and I'm expecting it to be dirty, but also funny. Mm-hmm. And he swears a lot, but it didn't make me laugh. Right. So his attempt at being dirty wasn't that dirty. Well, he was dirty, but it didn't make me laugh. Yeah. It wasn't funny. Okay. And you can't just be dirty. It has to be more than shock value to me. Right, right, right. Um, but he directed this movie, and I thought that he did an excellent job. Okay. What did you think? I thought it was really funny. Uh, and I thought it was even, I thought it's kind of interesting that you saw a comedy special he did and it wasn't, it, and this movie was funnier than that. I thought so. He said, <laughs> does watching Dirty Work make you want to watch more movies directed by Bob Saget? I don't know. Hmm. I can't, I mean, because he's hosted, like, so he's been on Full House and it was a family show. He also hosted America's Funniest Home Videos, which he wrote for. And that, his jokes weren't funny, but I enjoyed the show. Mm. So I don't know if I want to watch another uh, Bob Saget movie, but he really did a good job with this one. He did. I thought it was hilarious. Would you recommend it to anybody in your family? I just said I would. Oh, okay. I, I thought that was just people in general. To people. Yes, yes, I would. Yeah, yes. of course I would. It was a good yes. movie. Very good. I love the fish scene. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, a shootout. And they, were, and they were shooting, and she was like, hey, what's that smell? It smells like fish in here. <laughs> and then the guy comes over who <laughs> hired them, and he's like, they're like, oh, we're going to need our money right now. And <laughs> it's ter- That's really funny. Yes. And the one guy that punches out um, uh, Travis Cool in the stomach. Yeah. And he looks at Nora, he looks at Mitch and Sam, he's like, you're lucky I didn't punch you in the stomach. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> There's so many funny things in this movie. Yes, it's really good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> From beginning to end, it was funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, another question is, uh-huh. how much experience do you have watching stuff with Norm MacDonald, whether it's on SNL or this or him doing um, something? Not a lot, to be honest with you. I'm kind of wondering if I should look for Norm MacDonald clips from um, SNL on, um, just so that I could watch more of it, because... I didn't watch a lot of SNL mm-hmm. throughout the years. I watched it when I was when I could, but I didn't watch a lot of it. He's great on SNL. Yeah, he's uh, and he's a really good talk show guest too. Like if you Google Norm Macdonald talk show guest, yeah, you'll see a lot of fun stuff. Really? Yes. What show was he on? Besides Howard Stern. Besides Howard Stern, he was on Conan O'Brien a lot. Really? Uh, he was on David Letterman's show a lot. Those are those are probably the three best sources for interviews. And he were him. he was funny on all, all, yes. all both of them. Yes. Okay. I I thought so. Wow. Yes. Interesting. So you should check his stuff out there, Jay. Well, 
Um, and, and again, he's always like Norm Macdonald on the show. You know what I mean? Like it's it's never him doing a character. It's always even on SNL. Yeah. And the few times where he played, let's say, a cop. Yeah. It's is always like, oh, that's Norm Macdonald with a cop. Scene yeah. And and some comedians don't do dry well, mm-hmm. but he does. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, because I don't. I'm not always like a fan of uh, dry humor if it's not done right. If that makes any sense. I hear you. Yes. Yes. So that was the first movie, babes. Yeah. And then you showed me the help. Now, you said you, you really did like... The, oh, oh, oh what, what would you give this movie, by the way? Dirty Work. I'd give it a, seven, a strong seven and a half. Oh, yeah, I would too. Would and, and, and it suffers because it's not believable. But it's so funny that it needs a strong seven. Strong seven, yeah. yeah. I would give this movie a strong seven for nice, sure. Nice, nice. Really funny. Nice. Tell me about the help. So I hope I get the um, beginning correct. So. I hope you do too. <laughs> hey. There's going to be some problems up there. No, go ahead. Okay, this takes place in Jackson, Mississippi. This is way before the Civil Rights Movement. May I interrupt you? No, it wasn't way before. Okay, I'm sorry. It, it was It was around, uh, I forgot what year it was. It was, I mean, it. it I'm sure it takes place over... A long period of time, but the main focus is 1963. Okay. When Medgar Evers was shot, because they featured in the right, movie. Right, that's right. I just, I just corrected myself. Um, yeah, it was, it was around 1963. Um, this has culminated. This has started where um, a young woman named um, Skeeter, uh, I think her last name was Feeling. Skeeter feeling. Um, she's played by um, Emma, Stoner. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. What? 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 Would Emma you, Stone. Um, are you? You can chime in later. Okay. okay. Emma Stone. Her. Quiet. All right. Sorry. Sorry, babe. Let's keep going. Yeah. Don't knock on my head. <laughs> Come and knock on my head. Now keep going. They'll be waiting for you. No. <laughs> she comes back. Um. I forgot where she comes back from, but uh, she comes back to visit her her mother because her mother is uh, sick, and um, she is friends with the socialites in town who have uh, black maids. So Hilly Holbrook, who's played by Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, daughter of Ron Howard, she's really good in this movie. She's very very good, but she's also the villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't like her the minute you hear her. She's just awful. And um, reminds me of my ex-wife. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. We won't talk. And about her, uh, uh, there, there. So there's a there's a group of maids who work for these women. Uh, Minnie Jackson. Uh, I think her name is Abilene Clark. She's played by uh, Viola Davis. And there's a few of them. And. Uh, Skeeter wants to be a writer, and she is applying for a job at the Jackson Journal and ends up writing for this column called Miss Myrna. And um, she starts asking Miss Abilene about uh, helping her with these Miss Myrna letters, how to answer them. Um... A lot of things happen. I'm, there's some things I don't want to give away because yeah. there are 
there are just little details in the story. Um, but she decides, hey, I want, she, she befriends, um, Abilene and she says, hey, I want you to, to, um, give me your story about what it's like to work for a white family when your child is being looked after by somebody else. And so Abilene, uh, agrees, but the problem is, is that if she's caught talking to Abilene and other black maids, she could be arrested for it. Abilene and the black maids could, but probably oh, right. Skeeter would be okay. Okay, okay, so they could be arrested for it. Yeah. So I'll leave. That's okay, babes. So she starts compiling her story, her story with Abilene. Minnie Jackson, who's played, I really like her character. She's a feisty woman. Mm. She's <laughs> great. A little bit grumpy, but you know. No, no. See, the, but she's, all the the acting in this movie is. I great. I can't think of a bad performance. Yeah, uh, uh, Octavia Spencer plays Minnie Jackson, yes. and she's just about had enough with Hilly Holbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she loses her job because she found out that um, Minnie was using her toilet. Yeah, and she wanted uh, Hilly Holbrook wanted to make an initiative that uh the black um the black maids have to use uh a separate commode, toilets uh separately from the family's commode yes which is really horrible um and skeeter was asked by hilly to put her initiative that she she came up with mm-hmm. in their newsletter and skeeter says look i'm sorry my mom's really sick. I need to take care of my mom. But actually, she's compiling stories from Abilene and other people like Minnie and other black mates. Yes. Uh, well, at least uh, they don't come forward until later. Now, um, there's a woman named Celia Foote who's played by Jessica Chastain. I thought she was really good in this movie. She was. She plays a young woman that is not so good with cleaning the house. She's we should say she's because very nice, but not the brightest bulb she's in the not, drawer. She's not the bulb sharpest. In the drawer. No, knife in the drawer. She's not the sharpest tool in the shed here. Yes. She's a three five five short of a happy meal. Short of a happy meal. Oh. Anyway. Um uh <clears throat> so uh Minnie comes in and she says, Well, actually, I wanted some help because, you know, my, my, you know, I want to do better in the kitchen. My husband doesn't know that I hired you. It's like, well, what is he going to think when he realizes that there's a black woman in, in his yeah. quarters? Yeah. It's like, well, I'm not going to tell him right now. Yeah. And so she's giving her some tips about how to uh, make fried chicken, how to clean the house, how, uh, you know, how to make cakes and pies. So, so Celia goes to the, uh, one of their social gatherings with the, I don't know what the name of their club is. They've got a club. It's probably the KKK or something. No, it's not the KKK club. It's like a, it's like a a club of housewives or I'm sorry, a club of uh, white women that have black maids. Yeah. Anyway, and Hilly is of course the, um, the main socialite. So she goes there. She goes, hello, it's Celia Foote. 
Uh, I brought a chocolate pie over. And I didn't get why the women were hiding from Celia, but you pointed it out to me, so keep yeah. going. Yeah, because I bought a, I brought a chocolate pie over. My maid, uh, Minnie, um, she made it. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Minnie, go, Minnie um, talks to her in the kitchen and says, you really should not be delivering pies over. Yeah. And they're like, well, why not? Like, well, um, you know, I was like, they're not your friends because, and then she admits, well. I shit it in a pie once. No, hold on, hold sorry, on. Sorry, go ahead. You're going too fast. Oh, sorry, babes, I'm sorry, go uh, ahead. Sorry, babes, I'm okay. sorry. Don't go there yet. All right. But, Minnie says, look, um, you shouldn't be delivering pies because they're not your they're not um your friends yes and and you're like well well, they're my friends and and then celia admits well (coughs) i wonder if it's because uh johnny and i got together not that long after hilly and him broke up and we got married well uh it it isn't revealed until later um, I we we should also say that Celia was pregnant. She miscarried. She miscarried. Many found out, and and Celia was very devastated because Johnny wanted her to have kids, and it it turned out that uh, Celia had more than one miscarriage. Yes. Anyway, so. Minnie just about had enough of Hilly and wanted to really get back at her. And um, I think uh, Abilene was talking about the uh, what's called the terrible awful. Uh, and I think since she gave it away. Uh, Can I say something, though? What? In my defense, yes. when this movie came out, that was the thing that was talked about everywhere. Yes, it was. Yes. It's not like this was some big secret in the movie. Every... Uh, well, maybe not everybody, but I would assume most people already, if they know about the help, even if they just heard about it, they know about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Minnie made the pie. Yep. Uh, delivered it to, uh, Hilly and her mother. Now, uh, um, Mrs. Waters is Hilly's mom and she said, oh, wow, this is, this is great, great. Where did you get the vanilla from? She's like, uh, I got the vanilla from Mexico, and she's like, "No, no, 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 Mrs. Waters, this is Minnie's special pie." And she's like, "Oh, Mama can have a part of it. <laughs> get her, get her another plate." And so, <laughs> it was a great scene. You got to see it. Yes. Uh, before I go on, there is a recipe for this pie without the poop in it. Okay. And it is an actual chocolate pie. Nice. With no poop. Okay. I hope not. <laughs> no. Um. So, um, Skeeter ends up, uh, after that whole incident, all the maids, uh, uh, was it after the storm or was that before the storm? What happened is, uh, uh. One of them got arrested. And, and every, and it's kind of intense. So all these maids agree to, uh, talk to Skeeter. I think this is also after Medgar Evers is killed. Yeah, it was after Medgar Evers is killed. Um, I forgot, I forgot which maid got arrested. Was it Minnie? It might have been Minnie. Yeah. Because she, she, she wasn't able to get her purse. Um, so all the, they started to talk and they were giving, um, stories about, um, how there were white, there were white women that were really nice and, uh, some of them were mean, uh, 
and how um, how uh, one of them was uh, owned by this lady and her mother's uh, her this lady's family. I'm sorry. I think her name was Jolene. Jolene was one of the socialites in the club. Oh. And um, and they were telling all their stories and uh, everybody was giving their stories except for a Skeeter's story about her, their maid Constantine. And uh, would you want to chime in with this part? Okay, so book is pretty much wrapped up, but the editor says, hey, uh, all these people are black and you're a white woman, so we need to have you tell your story, right? Yeah. And what had happened was... Uh, Skeeter was basically raised by Constantine and Skeeter comes back from, I want to say college and Constantine yeah. isn't yeah, there. That's right, yeah. And she, she, obviously she knows that her family kicked uh, Constantine out, but she doesn't know the specifics. She wants to know why. Yeah. Okay. Allison Janney, who plays Skeeter's mom is sick and finally comes clean and says, Hey, we were having some racist women over, you know, cause this is a South you know how we do. Yeah. And your girl Constantine was a little slow. We were already planning to kick her out. She was old, yeah. Yeah, we were already planning to kick her out because she was old and she'd served her purpose. But we wanted to do it the next day. Yeah. Unfortunately, Constantine's daughter came over here. To see the mom, yeah. And uh, got a little bit too, uh, you know, full of herself. Yeah. So we fired them right on the spot and kicked them out. Yeah. Uh, we tried to go over to Constantine's house the next day, but by then she was already gone. She mm-hmm. went back to Chicago with her daughter, yeah. and we sent your brother up there. But by then, Constantine then was, was already yeah. there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were going to bring her home, and then, and um, and uh, her mother felt so so bad, so mm-hmm. bad. So the book wraps up, <laughs> and um, um, I got to mention this funny scene because her her um. Her stuff was in the paper. I think it was her initiative. Mm-hmm. But what happened it was in the newsletter. But what happened is, um, this was earlier wanted, in the movie. Yeah, she wanted them people to drop coats at her house, not commodes. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that starts falling apart. The help starts getting really popular. Um, Skeeter's mom gets it off of the um, it, at the store. Um, the the socialites get it off get it out of the store um they 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 start it starts selling like hotcakes pretty yep. much and uh your girl Bryce Dallas Howard is a little upset oh she's more than upset she wants to ruin uh Abilene. she wants she wants to ruin Skeeter she goes to Skeeter's place and they start arguing with each other and and Charlotte's uh Charlotte her mother um is reading the book and even uh turns her back uh, turns her back on uh, Hilly and so does her mother. Yep. Say, so, well we thought she might like a pie. Well, <laughs> Hilly placed her mom in a retirement home for laughing. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah. During the incident. Yes, she did, yeah. And so the mom just is like, All right, you put me in here, I'm gonna I'm gonna be passive aggressive yeah. and I'm gonna laugh at this and tell you to read this book. Right, exactly. And, you know, all the stuff. <clears throat> and I thought that was really funny when she starts freaking out. So does is it Hilly Hilly has a daughter who has kids? Hilly, um Because remember it's not her daughter. Remember the real little girl who's like two? Mae Mobley? 
I think her name is. I think her name is. Is that that's that's, that's, that's um that's Hilly's child. I oh think. okay. No, no, wait. Is it or is it Elizabeth? I think it's Elizabeth's child. Elizabeth's child, because um because uh, Abley was saying Elizabeth uh should not have any children, and she only has a of that little girl. But Elizabeth is chilling out at Hilly's place. I think. Yeah. Okay. But, but even Elizabeth uh, kind of. I think I don't know if Elizabeth turns her back on her. All right. So in any event, yeah. Hilly gets fired. I uh, uh, Maybelline gets fired. Abelene. Abelene gets fired. Yeah. Uh, says goodbye to the little uh, white girl. Oh, that's that's um. Yeah, I think that is Elizabeth's daughter, the, okay. the, the three year old. I think. Okay. And she's like, oh, "Don't go, Abby." And then she that was leaves. a really sad. That was a really sad scene. Yes, and then uh, your girl Skeeter. Gets a job in New York. Yep. And the movie kind of comes to a close. Right. She gets a job in New York and they said, you know what? There's no, there's nothing for you in Jackson. Yeah. It's time for you to go. Yeah. So she leaves. She does. She was really good in the movie. I, I'm a fan of Emma Stoner. And Stone. I told you last Emma night Stone. that Emma Stoner. Emma Stone. Er. Oh, she's doing. No, she changed. That's Stone is her stage name, babes, but her birth name is Stone. No, it's not, is it? I think so. I don't think so. It's possible. Oh. Okay, whatever. What ifs? I could be wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm probably not. Mm, I think you are. She's really good in this movie. Yes. And I told you last night that she kind of reminds me of Juliet Lewis for some reason. Yeah, I, I, I think it's her voice because she does sound like um, a younger Juliet Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think you're right. Yes, yes, yes. Was Juliet Lewis from the South? Do you know? I don't know. But she sure sounded like it when she played Kate in From Dust Till Dawn. She did. Yes. Yeah, she did. Yes. All right, so back to this movie. Okay. Um, some people criticize this movie, and they there's an interesting point to be made mm-hmm. about this reinforces the idea of the white savior. Because these black women have to depend on a rich white lady to help them out. And I'm wondering what you think about that. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, who's criticized it? I've heard people online criticize it. I just, I think that a lot of these types of movies, yes, I think we should have a conversation about it, but I don't know that race should be a, necessarily be a part of it. See, as far as like the white savior or the black um, uh, damsels in distress, I don't know. I will tell you this: in a lot of instances, I think that stuff is overblown. I do, but in this case, it's it's kind of worth discussing because so much of this movie is around race. It is. It is. And the writer of the book was white. Yeah, but, um, but- I, I I I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, I I do think that a lot of sometimes a lot of uh, criticism is overblown about certain movies. But I don't. I don't know. Mm. I I I I don't know why. Why can't? Why does it have to be talked about? Like, oh, the white the the white person saves the day, or um, why does it have to be? Why does it have to be talked in that manner? I think in this case, why it's relevant though. Why can't Emma Stone just play the? The hero and and Abilene play the hero because Abilene was a part of it. Abilene is a hero, but <clears throat> she couldn't do it without Emma Stone because Emma Stone can speak out because Emma Stone is white. 
But, but my question is, why does it all have to be about race? Well, the movie itself is about race. I understand that. So I think, listen, a, a, a lot of times when they talk about identity politics, in a lot of cases, it's a little bit too woke from my opinion. And I'm glad it is because it's, it's definitely too woke for me. But in this case, since the movie itself is so centered around race, I do think it's kind of relevant to discuss it in this case. Mm. Or at least consider it. Okay. Maybe it's something you can think about and then... Okay. Get back to me. Write me uh, an essay about it. I'm not writing you any essay. I want a 50,000 word essay on my desk by Monday morning. Double space, please. You're not my professor. (laughs) Well, I'm Professor Rick. No. And this is my film class. No, I had to do, I had to deal with that in college. Well, this is better I had to write, I had to write papers in college. You get to write them again. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I won't even do that for you. Oh my goodness. And Britney Spears did direct the movie. No, she didn't. No, I don't know. <laughs> but but you liked it overall. I thought it was really good. I'd give it a strong seven. I would too. Yes. I, there were some funny things in it. Um, uh, did you like the scene when, when, uh, when, when they were eating together and uh, Celia, Celia made the food? Yeah, that was all right. That's a good. That was good at the end. I I like the scene before that more, where she's running uh, from uh, the husband, and the husband's like, "Oh yeah, I knew you. It was you were helping the entire time." And she's like, "How did you know?" It's like, "Come on, the first day you come over, she made fried she chicken made, and okra." Yeah, she made fried chicken and okra the first night. Yeah, <laughs> I knew about it. Girl, how dumb do you think I am? <laughs> But I thought it was funny because because he she thought that he that he was going to have her arrested yeah or killed even, but um, it turns out that Johnny and Celia were not bad folks. What did you learn from this movie about the civil rights era South? Mm. Well, um, I know this was a fictional story mm-hmm. based on the civil rights era, but I didn't know that there were the rules were just really really insane rules like you had to they had to have separate bathrooms um the the help could not um use uh the same toilets as uh the people the families that they were uh taking care of yeah um where they would eat where you know things like that because the lady was reading off one of the maids was was narrating the rules, right? She was reading them off. I th- I believe so. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that's insane. That's insane. In the late '90s, mm-hmm. Common, who is super popular now but wasn't as big back then, yeah, released an album like Water for Chocolate, mm-hmm. and um, there's a picture of a drinking fountain, mm-hmm. and I believe a woman drinking at the drinking fountain, and I'm only gonna say. This, because it's on the actual album, it says Colors Only. Wow. And I had learned about the Civil Rights Movement because, you know, I had good history teachers. Yeah. So I knew that there was segregation in the South, and I knew that there was separate water fountains. Oh, yeah. But seeing a picture of it, it brought it home to me in a different way than just reading about it. And I get the sense that maybe this movie kind of did that for you. Yeah, it did. A question I have for you. Yeah. In any way, does watching this movie make you want to 
go on YouTube and watch interviews from civil rights leaders from that area, from that era? Uh, possible, possibly, possibly. Yeah. John Lewis is not mentioned in this movie. No, he's not. But when he died. Yeah. Last year, they talked about how he wanted to make good trouble. And I have an, I have issues with John Lewis. By what way. are your issues with him? Well, um, he was yes, he was one of the victims in the um as far as uh people uh I forgot somebody like stomped on his head. Well, there was that, and he had dogs released on him. Yeah, um, but I'm trying to remember. I <clears throat> there are some things that Lewis was criticized about when he became um a a, um, a congressman. Um, that he, I think he was also in the identity politics thing as well. But how how deep is it into identity politics? And while I'm not a fan of it in general, in his particular situation, you gotta give him a little bit of leeway. I I I I just don't I don't understand. I don't. But 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 I think we're we think we're getting off topic here. You brought us off because that wasn't my initial intention. Um, I I would say research the man yourself, and maybe be a little bit gracious about it. But. The reason I initially brought him up was that, quote, good trouble has mm -hmm. always stuck with me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> How do you think this film represents good trouble? Well, uh, the one scene that I that we forgot to mention, right? Mm -hmm. There was a scene where they were all in church. The the um uh, the the scene in that in that church. Oh, at the end, yeah. Towards the no, towards the end. Okay, towards the end. It wasn't when the the maids got a, a standing ovation. It was when they were taught when the pastor was talking about courage. It's like you have to stand out no matter if you are going to be persecuted for it, and that really stuck with me a lot. That really, really, really stuck with me. That was a great scene. That was a great scene, and and I was like, you know we have to be courageous. It doesn't even matter if it doesn't even matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what stand you take. If you're fighting for something that's worth fighting for, don't be afraid to, even if it means your life. And, how, I, and I've been thinking more and more about that. How do you want to make good trouble? Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I want to go into uh, that because something tells me it's not good trouble. It's neoconservative. No, trouble. no, no. It's no, 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 no. No, I don't want to go political right now. Okay, but there's so many things I want to do if you think about good trouble. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to engage more in your more English war. I want to. A West people will smoke a joint. <laughs> Give me kiss, babes. No, why not? No. Why not? No. You know, I was watching an interview. Oh, close. I'm sorry. Excuse okay. me. That just came out. I'm sorry. I, I would never do that, by the way. Yes, you would. Okay. What else? <sighs> I was watching an interview with Matt Greening once. This is back in the mid-90s. Oh, Matt Greening, the, uh, the creator of the Simpsons? Let me tell the story, babes. Oh, sorry. He was on Conan O'Brien. Yeah. And Conan brought out these, like, knockoff... Simpsons toys, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Matt Groening said, "Imitation 
it's a sincerest form of flattery. And I just gave you the most sincerest form of flattery. So I think that deserves a kiss. Do I? Do you what? Do I want to kiss you? Yes, because I just gave you the most sincerest form of flattery. And remember, if you make a fort noise, the southern man comes Oh! Out. Okay, you're on my ear. It's... Oh, oh, sorry. Give me a kiss. <laughs> it's, it's my cheeks. I, oh, oh. Cute. Very cute. Since you recommended this movie to me, I'm assuming you would recommend it to others. Oh yeah, I know. I know people that have watched it, and um, they really enjoyed it. Yes. Really makes you think. Yes. It really does make you think. Are there any other questions you have or comments about this movie? Um. Let me think. Uh. Hmm. Um, I I just think that the the, the acting was great. Yeah. I thought Hilly was a really really good villain. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I mean, she was she was just fantastic. In she movie. was great in this movie. You really wanted to hate her in this movie because yeah. she really caused trouble. Um, I I I I I heard that when they were uh they uh the two maids were in the the kitchen um. The one played uh, Abilene, I think she was played by Viola Davis. Mm. Uh, Viola Davis and um, I think Octavia Spencer, and they were just kind of laughing. Yeah. I heard that that one was um, that one was improvised. You know what I also heard about this movie, babes? What's that? Bryce Dallas Howard is supposedly a method actor. Really? So they were just going to use a regular pie. But oh. instead, she made Octavia Spencer make a pie and actually shit in it so that she could get in touch with her character. Bubs! I may have made that up. Bubs, come on. And I heard that story from me. <laughs> but if you want to actually find a really good chocolate pie recipe... You'll, you can find it. There is one um, recipe that is... Uh, one with no poop in it yeah, that actually mimics um, the Helps pie recipe. You literally said that in this episode. I know. I'm just repeating it, Bob. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Ah. Ah. All right, babes. This man is driving me crazy. <laughs> Ugh. I love you, babes. Um, is there anything else you want to say? Yes, I love you, too. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> Don't interrupt your boyfriend or girlfriend. Especially your boyfriend, don't interrupt him. Yeah, the same person who interrupted me at the beginning of this episode. Your girlfriend, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> your boyfriend, you don't want to do that. That's <laughs> it's bad. It's, it's spiritually, it's bad karma. Jeez. It's bad for your soul. Oh, uh, there's some things you can't repent for, and that might be one of them. Anyways, babes. What are you talking about? I, I don't know. We you know your boyfriend. The, mm, Is there anything else you have to say about this movie? Um, go see those two movies. Very good. Yes. I we both recommend them. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have any dreams last night? Because I did not. I I thought I did, but I can't remember. It might have oh. been about one of my friends, but I just can't remember what it was. Oh. It's gonna drive me crazy. Is there anything else you want to talk about, babes? Um, I do have a question. Do you know anything about, do you know anything about method acting? I keep hearing about it, but I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's basically, and I'm sure people are going to think, oh, 
That's that's not it at all. Um, because <laughs> I'm great at butchering things, but I'm gonna act like I know what it is. All right. It's basically the idea of like let's say it's getting in touch with your emotions. So I hire you to do a movie. And you have to, in the movie, your character's mom dies. Mm-hmm. Once it had just been like, oh, I'm so sad now my mom dies. If you were a method actor, if your mom was still alive, you would have to get in touch with that emotion by thinking of a time when somebody else's mom died. Okay. Um, let me give another quick example because okay. that might not be the best. Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm-hmm. He played Lincoln in a movie. Yeah. And I have not seen this movie supposedly he's a big method actor. And the rumor goes that when he was getting ready to make the movie, he actually went and he couldn't find recordings of Lincoln speaking, but he tried to find writings of people talking about what Lincoln's voice sounded like. Oh, wow. And when he was on the set of the movie, even when the cameras weren't rolling, the rumor I heard was that he tried to speak like Lincoln Mm -hmm. and he tried to only use language of that time Mm-hmm. And that he only responded to the name Abraham or Abraham Lincoln. Just to get into the character. Yes. And that's kind of what method acting is, is you immerse yourself in your character. Wow. Okay. Yes. I heard that um, what people would do for cry, like uh, for uh, to get them ready to cry, because if they have like a, a major crying scene, um, they would have to think about, well, what would happen if you're such and such a uh, person dies and, mm-hmm. and uh, they would take a walk. And now, now I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but some people say that they make themselves cry by pulling hairs out of their nose, but I'm not, not sure if that's correct. Maybe everybody has different methods. Yeah. Yes. But I heard that, um, some actors say that it helps to, um, think about what would happen if something really, really bad happened to your parents or your sibling or, like if your dog died and you were really close to your dog, yeah. But they, but they died, uh, in a horrible accident or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um. So I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Very good, Gia. Though. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? No. You want me to introduce you to Butcher and Starlight? Well, I gotta give you some snacks, but I also want to read for an hour too. Okay, so we'll we'll get some snacks. We'll we'll do some stuff that we're I'm not allowed to talk about. Oh my goodness! Then we'll get snacks. Then we'll read for an hour or two, and then I'll introduce you to Butch and Starlight. Oh my goodness! Are they the first characters that are introduced in the in the first episode? They are introduced in the first episode, but they are not the first characters. Okay. But they're I. I think Starlight will probably become your favorite character and Butcher's mine. So, oh, oh. Yes. 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 But you're most like Huey, correct? I'm most like Huey, but I think Butcher's great. Oh. And Mother's Milk is great too. But you also like Huey as well, but not Yeah, I do like Huey. Huey's All the char- all the characters are good. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of who do you like more. But there there's no characters, at least main ones on the show that I think I don't like that character at all. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Interesting. Yes. All right, babe. So we wrap this up. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. 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 All right.